the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am the Biker Chick. Oh, you jumped on my line. <laughs> I am the Bowtie Guy, and it is December. It is. What? This is happy show number 34. It's the 4th of December, I think. Uh, It's hard to keep track of the calendar, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be the 4th of December when this show comes out. Hopefully we're not wrong. If we're wrong, hashtag it. You're right. It is the 4th. Oh, it is right. Yay! Yeah, so we can uh, just go forth and conquer. Um, Our word of the week this week is implement. And implement can be uh, done as a verb or a noun. Right. But I'm thinking of it as a verb where you, you know, bring something in and you use something to start like a program, like you implement a new program. And I'm trying to implement some better eating habits in my life. So I thought, all right, how's that going? Uh, Well, uh, it depends on uh, how you qualify (laughs) it and what metric you use. But um, uh, let's just say I'm glad there's more than one hole on my belt and it can go in either direction. Awesome. Yes. I'm trying to implement a new supplemental program in my vitamin and nutritional life, and it's not going well. Oh, uh, because you're not implementing them or... That's right. Yeah. I'm not implementing them in my mouth and swallowing them. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing good eating the right foods, but yeah. I'm not doing well not eating the wrong foods. Uh, so it's uh, what I like to call a compounded problem. Sounds like it. Yeah, and it mostly happens at night watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, if I cut TV out, I could probably cut a couple pounds out. Boredom eating? They say television puts 10 pounds on, but I thought it was, you know... You thought it was in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the boredom thing, and um, I do enjoy snacking. What about popcorn? Uh, You got to make it. I like quick snacks. Uh, Have you ever tried opening a bag of chips? So not difficult. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They actually have popcorn in bags now. Ah, uh, yeah. But I'm pretty sure there's all sorts of additives and stuff to yeah. it. Yeah, and I've got a popcorn maker and it's great, but I'm just... <sighs> yeah. 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 I get it. It's it's tough. Nothing else needs to be said. Yeah. It's going to make for a boring podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I almost cackled. That was so funny. Yeah, well, That was know, hysterical. I'll be here all week. Uh, I do enjoy making Christine laugh. It's one of my favorite things about the podcast. Is, uh, I wish it was, sometimes I wish it was a video podcast because she'll throw her head back and laugh and she's got a great <laughs> throw back the head and laugh uh, look. So uh, sorry you guys can't see that. Maybe we'll put a picture on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or the Twitters or something Probably like that. Probably not. It would be outstanding to do. We are, by the way, on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and the Twitters. So please check us out on all of those uh, social media platforms. If you want to use the hashtag TuneInTuesday, I don't mind. I think it's a great thing. You can also just make up your own hashtags because sometimes that's fun to play the hashtag game as well. Uh, So it's December. And I made a vow to Christina that I would not use a bunch of Christmas songs for our songs of the week. Because she's not wild about those kind of things, even though I am. I just took a picture that's going to be on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. No, or that the one's Twitters. not. Yeah, it is. No. It's going to be outstanding. Um, but uh, she doesn't like Christmas music. I don't get that. I love Christmas I music. I think you're being a little harsh. It's not that I don't like all Christmas music. It's just that every time I try to play Christmas music in your presence, you try to kill me. I just don't <laughs> like all 
Christmas music one after another back to back for oh, like the holiday vomit. more than five minutes. When I was teaching, I, uh, I team taught for about three years with a lady. And uh, that was one of the things we talked about. I was like, you know what? I'm cool with Christmas music all year long. But how soon can I legitimately start playing Christmas music in the class? She gave me Halloween. After Halloween, she was okay with it. And she kind of wanted it to end when we came back in January. But I could listen to Christmas music all year round. I, I really uh, enjoy the Christmas music. I love going caroling. I love the fa-la-la-la-las. I think we've spent entirely too much time oh, talking about Christmas music. So? <laughs> oh, man, this is my way of sneaking it Next. in because I know I don't get to have Next. a song of the week that's a Christmas song. Um, we were uh, looking at different things that have been said. And I love going to prison because I've got a guy, Josh, who likes to give me a quote. And this last week I wrote Josh's quote of the week. And so he'll just grab yeah. my notes from me every week and, and give me a quote. And the one he gave me last week was a pretty heady one. But um, we get talking as we're doing and just passing notes back and forth. And I was thinking to myself on the way out to the prison this week, uh, we do celebrate recovery in the prison. And celebrate recovery is a year-round process. It's, it's not just a class. It is something that we keep going through and working through the steps and going through and doing different things. And I love teaching a new step study every year because I got new people, new perspectives, new things. And I try to work on a new issue each year if I can. I'm still working on my codependency. So it's been a while on that one. But, uh, you know, I've got different answers from when I first started in recovery. And I was thinking about these fellas in my CR Inside group that are going through this and in uh, the prison where I work, they only give them six months to be in the class because uh, they're, you know, the guys get uh, what they call a milestone for doing it. So they earn time back um, off of their sentence for participating in celebrate recovery. So they want to give more people a chance. So it's a six month program the way they do it in the prison. And uh, some of these guys have been doing it just as a volunteer. They're not getting, not earning any time back. They're just doing it because they believe in it. And I was just thinking about myself that in, on the inside, the way that we share is a little bit different than on the outside. And you're not going through as many things. It's not like, oh yeah, I went and I was hanging out with my friends and you know, we went to a party and this happened. It's like, okay, I was hanging out in the day room again and it was the same faces again and the same... So it's not that variety of things that I was just wondering to myself how that changes the way that you approach your recovery. And so I asked him, I said, you know, you're going through the very narrow field of people and how do you keep recovery fresh? And this is what he said. He said, you'd be surprised at how much of a narrow field of people uh, I have, how that changes and not by choice because of transfers and paroling and whatnot. And he said that he gets a lot of divine appointments present and the, the, he said, you'd be surprised how many divine appointments present and represent themselves that in turn test me to the thing that God is working on in me. And he says that these people that come in, they show him what's being worked on. And he didn't say what those different things were because it's easier to not have a beer when the beer's not present. But that doesn't mean that you're not still dealing with alcoholism and being a dry drunk. Um, you can get drugs in prison, uh, but it's not as readily apparent as just walking down to the store and, and grabbing those drugs. So in, in, in certain extents, it's easier to be uh, 
you know, and I'm air quoting sober on the inside where you've got a lot more eyeballs on you and a lot less freedom, but that doesn't mean that recovery is easy on the inside or that it doesn't change. Um, and I, I just, this is one of those things where my mind has just been spinning See, on it. And you know, what's funny is I went immediately to something like anger. So they're inside and they're dealing with anger and God presents these people that piss them off Yeah, quite often. So your recovery is a new often throughout the day as you encounter those people that may uh, grate you a little bit. That was my first thing that popped in my head. And that was one of the things that um, another guy talked about. He said, you know, his first celly that he had was a person who was on meds. Mm -hmm. And he said, look, we're not going to have the meds in here because I'm dealing with, you know, he didn't want them around him. Right. And then he said, you know, and very shortly I said, you know, you need to start taking your meds because you drive me nuts. And, And Josh leaned over to me and he said, you know, is it worse to get a beating from a Christian than it is from a non-Christian because of, you know, situations beyond your control. But yes, the anger issues present themselves a lot in that testosterone driven, confined environment. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something that is much more, you, you can't just get away from the noise as easily in prison. You can't walk away because on the streets, I can just walk away from someone and I don't really get ridiculed for it. I don't really pay a lot of, you know, ramifications other than, you know, not being involved in a mess. But on the inside, there's a certain extent to which you have to stand up for your manhood and you've got to have, you know, you, you've got to save face. You can't be threatened because if you bow down to that pressure, now you become a target for other people. And it's a, it's an entirely different dynamic on the inside than it is on the outside with that anger thing. So that's a good point. Word. Word. <laughs> to my mother? No, not to your mother. Oh, I was asking Christine about something and she, she came back with a yo mama yo mama thing. And I was like, well, that's interesting. That's normally my gig. Right. Normally I don't do that. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to go back to what you were talking about as far as inside versus outside. I mean, I've never been inside for longer than 24 hours. I was going to ask you so, for a lockup. Uh, I've been arrested. Yes. For a day. Um, but I've, I've never been to jail or prison, so I don't know what that mentality is like. And I definitely can't speak to it. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is out here, it is easier if we make those choices to detach ourselves from those situations. If we choose to take the route of walking away from the anger or distancing yourself from the situation, even temporarily, you know, I always like to go back to my house, my home, you know, my four walls when it comes to different scenarios, because that's what makes it very personal to me is when I can apply it directly to the life I live out every day. And so sometimes it's, it's hard being in a marriage or parenting and being in recovery Cause I would just like to knock somebody out once in a while, (laughs) honestly, just be like, you know, F you and F you and up yours and around yours. And I can't do that anymore. I could, but I now see the other side of it, but I'm also not faced with my manhood or womanhood being at stake there either. Mm -hmm. And being, you know, punked or anything like that. Whereas, you know, that's something else that those, those guys have to take into consideration is their environmental factors that don't necessarily allow them to be a hundred percent recovery focused. Right. 
So that's an intriguing, intriguing and when I was process. inside, I wasn't in recovery, mm-hmm. but I was trying to lead a Christian life and I was trying to better myself at that point and, and try to escape this hole that I had been digging for myself. And I remember there were uh, a couple of times where, and everybody pretty much knew that I was, you know, peaceful Paul and, and, and I was not looking to be involved in a mess or anything like that. And I was generally respected by people, but there were a couple of times where I squared off with guys and I was standing toe to toe, chest to chest, nose to nose, yelling back and forth, thinking at some point, this fool is going to, you know, hit me. I'm going to get hit. And then what's my next thing to be? Because I'm the guy, 50 years old, never once, not even with my brother, thrown a punch in anger in my life. Now I've been hit, but I've never hit back. And so I thought, how is this going to work? And I'm going to, you know, and I'm just praying that the guards are going to come in before. And, and that's what always happened was the guards came in and had everybody back down. And luckily when I was squaring off with people, it was guys who didn't want to take that next step. And we were both just posturing uh, to each other until the guards came in. So that was good. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wiping spit off ourselves. It's like three or four times already today. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's very, uh, spitty, spitty. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing when you have to do something. And for me, that was way out of my comfort zone. Right. It was, it was not out of my comfort zone to be argumentative, but to have it come to all of my arguments had been, um, it, it came down to intellect, not to brawn. See, and that's what's very countercultural for the way that I was raised. You know, I was raised to control a situation by tone and volume. You know, act crazy. Mm-hmm. And they'll think you're crazy. And they're going to back off a lot faster if you do that than if you try to talk yourself out of a situation. Right. And that was my dad's MO. That's the way he wanted us to proceed at all times. And so I was used to getting loud and getting crazy and acting a fool. And so flipping that script and saying, okay, what does shutting my mouth and taking a timeout look like? What is not screaming and just vocalizing things in a normal tone of voice look like? Like all of those things have taken so much practice and still do. Like I was angry earlier. I had all kinds of things beat up in my head, but they all were in my head. And you know, I wasn't actually punching or throwing things. And so it took a lot for me to retrain that part of me right? and not automatically go to, you know, physical or vocal craziness. Yeah. And this is another God thing because God has brought us into the song that we have for our song of the week. This was sent to us by listener Bev in California, and she wanted us to do the song by the JJ Weeks band that's called Let Them See You. And good we do need to let God see or people see the God in us. So take a listen to the song. We'll be back on the editor in the break to talk about it. Take it all, take everything 
Welcome back. Uh, Christine's <laughs> just been making fun right. of me for being forgetful. Um, I, it's okay. I am Point forgetful. to me like I'm the bad guy yeah. here. Well, you know, uh, someone pointed out something, and I thought, wow, that's really interesting. I don't know that I've heard that. And apparently we've talked about it on the podcast within the last couple of weeks. So I apologize for not being... Um, yeah. As memberful as I might be. Memberful? Memberful. That's, That'll be the that's word of the week at some point. Yeah, memberful. Um, so this song was another one of those things where I'm not memberful. When uh, <laughs> I can't even speak. It's fun. Uh, but when, when it got sent in to me, I was like, I don't know if I know this song. I don't know if I... And then as soon as I listened, I was like, oh. I know that one. I know this song. Um, I don't know how many people or how many... Well, yeah, how many people see... The Jesus in me. Uh, how many times am I just putting out the Paul and letting it have a, a, a tint of Jesus to it, but not letting it be Jesus? Well, I'm going to speak to that one. Okay. Because I see you from a different angle that you than you see yourself from. Yes. I see the Jesus in you through your actions and consistency in life. That's the one thing that I think sticks out most about who you are is living a life that reflects the freedom that we have in Jesus and not living behind the bondage that the world would want to put on us. And I think you constantly break through that. You break through the world and, and show that piece of Jesus and, and just your, your day-to-day life and the fact that you use your life and your story to help people and to glorify what he does in this world versus anything that you've done. So I see, I see a lot of Jesus just through who you are. So I, I always tell people when they talk about making me uncomfortable, I say, you know, listen, I've, I've been strip searched in jail and prison before. So it's, you know, you're not going to make me uncomfortable. Having someone say nice things to your face. Oh, you should have seen him. You can see, visually see the uncomfortableness on the, Paul. He's like, is she going to shut up the now? The most difficult yeah. thing to sit through. It's, it's, <laughs> it's tricky. It's good though. I mean, yeah. it's, we need those, those, those moments and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, the way this song talks, it, it starts, you know, it's talking about take away this, take away this, take mm-hmm. away this, take away all the trappings of who I am and, and what is left. And I'm hoping that what I'm left with, what we're left with is, is Jesus, that that's right. what's left when you take away, uh, you know, these things. And, and that's not to say that my silliness is not Jesus, because I, I think that, you know, Jesus enjoys humor and enjoys fun. Um, Jesus is joy. One, two, ah. three. Um, but, you know, that's what I, I, I try to do is just take away all the excess mm-hmm. and get down to 
Paul and Jesus being together and, and the same. And, and, and that's what I'm living for. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. So it's good to hear that, that someone, and that's what I see with you. And when I do the podcast, I mean, it's super fun to see you just, I know that your joy comes from Christ. When you laugh, that's the Jesus just hmm. breaking through the cracks uh, in your exterior. Just like, ta-da, here I am. That reminds me of like the ice cream when you pour the hard chocolate shell on it. And then yes. there's those cracks. So Jesus is like the ice cream. <laughs> Sorry, that's where my head went. That's okay. There's worse cracks that you there could have gone to. So yes. I'm glad you went to the ice cream. Yes. I went to the, ice cream. Uh, the, the shell, the uh, magic. Well. Magic shell, I think they call it. Yes, magic yeah. shell. And it's funny because there's there's times in my life where I look back and people have told me, you know, when I met you, the old, you know, recovery adage, I wanted what I want what I saw in you. You know, I wanted the joy that you brought, the you know, the lightheartedness, the the just fun. And I, I look back now where I'm at in this season of my life at the seasons I've been in when people said that and they're nowhere near each other. They're like, you know, complete different parts of, of the world. And it's like spring and fall, you know, spring, mm-hmm. everything's coming up, fall, everything's dying. And so depending on the season is kind of where I feel like how I reflect Jesus. Right. Cause when I'm in spring and everything's great and I'm blossoming and the flowers are coming up. You can see it. You can see creation, right? You can see the beautifulness of Jesus. But when my leaves are falling off and I'm dying and, you know, I'm preparing for the cold part, it's harder to see Jesus in those times. You're not dying. You're, you're storing up for spring to go through (laughs) the hardship to get through and, and make it you know, to the next season of growth. And it's not a death. It's a hibernation. Right. It's a, and cause even when those plants that do die, that are, you know, they, they become the fertilizer for the next crop of those plants. And it's, right. we're the fertilizer for that next crop of recovery people for Christians, for our family, right. for our kids, for our parents. And, you know, everybody around us that sees us is like, I want what she's got. I want what he's got. I want some of that right there. What's right. going on that you have? And we don't get that. To, we can't share that with people without sharing that with people. Right. We can't just have it come out and just appear, you know, if we don't let it out. When I was at a men's retreat a couple of weeks ago, I shared some things that I didn't know I was going to share. Right. And I had people come to me. And then share some things that they didn't know they were going to share that they wouldn't have, but I made it safe if because I shared my share. story. Right. Yeah. I right. wasn't afraid to keep it, you know, to let it out. And I think that's, that is the Jesus in us though, is that we share his story because it's not our story. He has given us the redemption mm-hmm. of our lives, of the, the horrible things in our lives to bring us to where we're at. So by sharing his story of what he's done in our lives, that glorifies him. And that lets people see the Jesus in us yeah. versus if we were quiet and we just kind of held to the side and lived in those places of shame or regret or whatever. Um, we have the opportunity to shine brighter because of 
where Jesus has brought us from right. than someone who's not willing to go out and, and share their stories. Yeah. And I, I know I have in my head right now the person whose story brought me back into a knowledge and relationship with Christ. And I'm, I'm guessing you've got a person who, if they hadn't shared, you might not be Christianizing today. Is, is, do you have a person... You know, I was talking, I was just talking about how I came to Christ in relationship again, this time with him, with my husband yesterday Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. And I had women who were there when I had questions and who were able to speak into my life because I could see that they had a relationship with Christ and I knew to go to them when God started pulling on my heart. Cause I wasn't like, Hey, where's God? Let me go find him. Right. Um, God's like, Hey kiddo. You know, I'm going to start tugging on this little piece and this little piece. And, but he had planted those women in my life to be there, to ask questions and to, you know, I guess, tell me their stories. I always think of testimonies when I hear stories, Sure. but it doesn't have to be that grandeur of, no, of a, of a thing. It can just be those quiet moments at, in a work desk, not in a work desk, that'd be awkward, but at a work desk talking with a coworker. Right. And then explaining, you know, what their, their walk with God looks like. And that's how mine was, was with a coworker that was, uh, sharing and not mean to just, uh, this person was a, a person who shared a lot. And as they were talking over lunch, it just, it gave me the seeds that I needed to, uh, to plant in my life. So I was just slipped an incredible note that I'm going to read because I love it. Yes. Part of our production team has slipped me a note and it said, Jesus will be more visible and will make more of a difference when people see us going through the hardest things, the things that we couldn't do without Christ. And they will recognize the difference that Christ makes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. So I guess it's okay for me to be a, uh, negative Nancy, uh, um, not with it, Wanda. I don't know how many I can come up with, but it's okay for me to be where I'm at because Christ is always the underlying foundation, right? As long as he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, when, was, I was speaking for me. Yeah. And, and when, when I, <laughs> when I stray from that, then I need to, that's where I need to be. And that's why it's so beautiful that we work in harmony with a forever family, that we've right. got those people who can speak into our lives and say, you know what, maybe you were a little out of line on this, or maybe you need to kind of step back from that standpoint, because I can, I can get on my righteous bridge and just walk over the chasm and not worry about the fact that it's not attached at the other end, because mm-hmm. I'm going to be right. And it doesn't matter if I'm healthy uh, and, and it doesn't matter if in my rightness, I'm wrong. Right. I'm going to stand on this, you know, that, that, that can be an easy place for me to get. You know, I, I totally needed to hear those words because I always stress when I'm going through a difficult time, you know, I've got to be the example to my husband of what Christ looks like Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm the day to day example for him. And often I put so much pressure on myself that I have to do everything right so that he sees Christ the right way through me. Right. But it is in those hard things that he can truly see the power of Christ. I needed that. Yeah. A lot of times I think that, um, 
they won't, I have to do it. They have to see it in me. They, it yeah. has to be me doing this. Christ can't do this without me. Oh yeah. Instead of, right. I can't do this without, without Christ. Christ. That's so easy of a trap for me to fall into. This is messing me up. Oh, well, you know what? Instead of ruining it with more words, I think we're just going to leave it there for the people. If you've got thoughts about Sounds this, good. please email us at info at messituppodcast.com or you can email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Or you can email me at bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And we love to hear from you. Please share on uh, social media. Let people know about the show. Let them know what's going on. Let us know what you think about it and get some dialogue and, and uh, conversation going on social media because that makes it a lot more fun and entertaining for all of us. And until next time, uh, keep on messing it up. Yep. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Who's Pluto? I don't know.